Offering Podcast. I'm Pastor Laura Blevins, inviting you to enjoy this week's message from the First United Methodist Church of Excelsior Springs. Thank you for coming to the waters for uplifting music, rejuvenation, and inspiration. Thank you for coming to the spring. Good morning, everyone. Um, welcome to the spring. My name is Roger. I'm one of the worship leaders here, and I just wanted to welcome you this morning. Also, uh, I wanted to point out in your bulletin, there's an attendance sheet if you could fill that out with any information you're comfortable sharing. It just helps you get connected and helps us know who was here this morning. Would you stand and join us as we go into song? Still inside the storm. 
Strengthen my soul. Your love. 
wisdom and ask that you help us, Lord, in the midst of our lives where we're struggling, where we're not sure what we should be doing, that, Lord, you would guide us, that you would help us, that you would show us the way. In your awesome name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Man, I love y'all. Aren't they good? Aren't they good? We love them. Don't we? And without our sound man in the back, we all would be nothing. So thank you for that. Um, so today, we are reading from 1 Samuel chapter 17 verses 28 and 29, so if you'll follow with me on the screen, or you can open up your Bibles, phone, whatever you want to do, however you learn best. When Eilab, David's older brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger and asked him, why have you come down here, and with whom did you leave these few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are, and how wicked your heart is, that you came down only to watch the battle. Now what have I done, said David? Can't I even speak? This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Good and gracious God, as you have poured out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here, Lord, we ask that you bless the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts to be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our strength, our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. So today we are going to talk about something that is a really sore subject for every person in the world. I don't know anybody that deals with this well, and so if you are, that's fabulous. Let's have a conversation afterwards. Um, actually, I, I do know a couple of people that deal with this well, but um, how many of you, I'm just going to take a poll of the room, like to be criticized? Go ahead, raise your hand. Oh, uh, yeah, nobody, right? Nobody. How many of you like to criticize other people? don't want to own that either, do you? Right? <laughs> We're talking about criticism here today. And um, so I'm not talking about you, specifically you. So I am not criticizing you at all. So just take a step back. It's in general people who are like this. Obviously not you all. Right? And aren't you glad that you came to church today because you're going to learn how to deal with it, what God wants us to do, and then how we are supposed to help other people um, that we may be seeing that need a little bit of uh, critique. What do you think? Awesome, right? Aren't you glad you came to church? Yes. It's not just for the singing. It's for the singing. I didn't realize that. It's a lot of it. Okay. So um, I want to tell you, and this is this is a it's an old fable, but I've got little pictures up on the screen um, of a man and his son who were walking their donkey. Anybody have donkeys? No. Isn't this good? I want to tell you that I colored it, but I totally stole it off Google Images. Um, so here's a man and his son um, walking a donkey along. And this group of people, what are they doing? Are they waving? Are they being nice? They're pointing and laughing. How silly are these people that they have this donkey and they are not riding it? So the man thought to himself, all right, well, I'm going to put my son, I believe that's the next slide, on the donkey and we're going to start walking. But then people started pointing and laughing at them again and, and, and judging the son. What a lazy child this is that he makes his poor father walk alongside this donkey. Isn't that terrible? So then the father decides to, to get on 
And people rebuke him even more. Who do you think you are? Your poor son is walking. He's just a little kid. He's tired. And there you are riding the donkey. The next one. They both decided to ride the donkey. How terrible they were for overloading that poor donkey. Right? You see where we're going with this? Yes? So actually in the fable, it doesn't end very well for the donkey, but I changed it because I can. So the end of my story that I'm telling you is that they decided to get a cart for the donkey and the father and son pulled it. That was the only way to make everybody happy, right? Um, though it didn't really work out because everyone laughed at them. So this is criticism, isn't it? And sometimes it doesn't matter what you do or what your intention is or how you um, go through the process of thinking and praying, and people are just going to judge you and critique you, right? Do you feel that? Now, I want you, this is going to be uncomfortable for a little bit, but I want you to think about the last time somebody criticized you. How did it make you feel? Awesome? Really good about yourself? Nope, I bet not, right? Um, immediately, when somebody... Um, criticizes me or, or attacks me um, or judges me, um, my initial response is my mouth wants to defend myself. And sometimes it's colorful. Anybody? Just me. That's fine. It's fine. Just be me. Um, my heart hurts, like, immediately when somebody criticizes me. And part of that is because I'm trying so hard, right? And I'm doing my best. And sometimes my best looks better on certain days than on other days, right? Sometimes my best is, hey, Lord, you took a shower and got out of bed and went to work today. And other days, it's like I'm killing it, right? You know what I'm talking about? Right. So my heart hurts when somebody criticizes me. I'm sure others feel that. My mind immediately goes to, is this true? Is it true what they're saying? Is it true? Can I handle it? Um, is this really true about me? Uh my soul wants to restore the relationship and, and go back to the way we were before I got hurt. Now, um, if you've ever heard of the fight or flight mentality, this is when you're in the lower part of your brain, the, um, the instinct part of your brain. I am a flight, big time. My feet want to run away, right? There are those who want to fight it and duke it out. Are you one of those people? I don't want to get in an argument with you. That's just because I want to run away, right? So my feet want to run away as fast as I can. Um, and then here's the other one, my ego. My ego and my mouth sometimes are tied together, right? And those choice words come from my ego. Now, are these positive ways to respond? Well, some of them are. But it's just the truth of how our body responds, how my body responds to criticism, right? And criticism hurts. It doesn't matter if it's good criticism or, or well-placed um, or, or meant to be positive. Criticism always hurts because it's hard for us to be um, seen in a negative way, right? We struggle with that. So think of that last time that you were criticized. And how did you respond? How many of you, and I do want you to raise your hand for this, let your mouth and your ego get yourself in, in trouble. 
own it. Just own it. It's okay, right? Some of you are like elbowing your neighbor. They're criticizing you for not raising your hand. <coughs> what would you want your response to be like? You know, you would think that we'd all <coughs> want to be so evolved and mature in our responses that we would just, ha ha, thank you for that criticism, and then move on. Very little do I see this. Very little have I done that. Criticism hurts, people. It just does, right? But we're not the only ones that get criticized. In the Bible, there are lots of people who are getting criticized. And today we're going to talk about David. So we know David. He's a shepherd. He's a king. He's a husband. He's a father. And he is criticized and attacked most of his life. We know this about David. People spoke badly of him, and they wanted to kill him. Um, the Bible describes David, and this is in Acts, that David is a man after God's own heart. So if this man, who loved God faithfully, is criticized his whole life, we must be ready for that too, right? Even when we're doing the right thing, even when we're following God, even when we're, if we're doing exactly what God has called us to do, we have to be careful because... You are going to be criticized. Now with David, it started when he was young. And the gods, remember this story about David, when the gods sent the prophet Samuel, we're in 1 Samuel, right, um, to Jesse, David's father, and to, to anoint one of Jesse's sons as the next king of Israel to take over after Saul. And so Jesse doesn't even think enough of his son David to even bring him in to meet Jesse. He leaves him out in the field. Because he's a nothing. He's the youngest. He doesn't matter. His dad even criticized him. As the youngest son, Jesse didn't think that David should even be considered. I mean, how do you think David felt about that, right? David was criticized openly by his brother. Did you all have brothers and sisters who criticize you? Um, and other soldiers and the king, uh, King Saul at the time, they all criticize him. And then we read it here um, today when David steps forward to face Goliath. Now we know that story, right? David and Goliath, the big giant, right? And David goes and he, he kills him. But before he gets to that point, everybody's laughing at him. Because here's this small kid. Who do you think you are? You think you can go up against this guy? You're better than us? The criticism for David starts early and it happens throughout his life. His repeated criticism of who he was until he finally did go out. And what happened to Goliath? Did he lose? David won, didn't he? As a teenager, David had to learn to deal with critics early, right? Brother, king, his wife. Oh my goodness. How many of you have been criticized by that person that you love most in this life? You want to own it? Raise your hand. Yeah. Or even a trusted advisor or a friend. Many occasions, um, David had to move past the critics, right? He had to do what he knew was right. His wife mocked his worship. His brother questioned his motives. There were times that he needed to stop needed to listen to what they were saying. He needed 
decide whether or not it's a valid decision, something that he should take in or not. Now, later in his life, we know that David wasn't perfect, right? And I say that like he had some mistakes. And the prophet Nathan came and rebuked him for sin and adultery. And that time, David needed to listen because he was caught. So in Psalm um, 61, I'm sorry, 63, verse 1, um, David writes about seeking God through these times, right? He says in this psalm, you, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. But then Psalm 25, so David writes a bunch of these psalms, right? So Psalm 25, I want to show you up here on the screen. I think I have it. Yep. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Hey, that's a good way to end your devotion, isn't it? Teach me your ways. Guide me in your truth. Right? Help me to do what you want me to do. So the thing is, you are going to encounter the truth. It is going to happen. No matter your intention of what you are doing, anything in life worth doing, you're going to be criticized about it. And that's just the way the human mind works. Now, I got to tell you that that's not fair. That's not right. I'm sorry. But it's just the way that people are. And now I think it's even worse um, with social media because people can sort of like hide behind their screen and say these really hateful things about you, right? Even worse. I guess maybe they're saying things about you they wouldn't necessarily say to your face. Or maybe they would. I don't know. Maybe they're saying the things they say behind your back. And now it's out in there on social media. And it's awful. I posted that question um, this week as I was working on the sermon. Like, how do you deal with critics, right? And um, it was really funny. My brother-in-law got on there and he was like, how rude. you got to know my brother-in-law. Right? Like, he's joking. He's always joking. But then, like, immediately, people from our church, like, got forward and defended me. And they're like, don't be upset with her question. Like, it's a good question. And it was just really funny because, again, this is social media. You don't realize the intent of people's hearts. I knew Mike was joking. But how often do we do things like that, that we say or we judge or we critique, but we don't understand the motive and the intention behind that person's reaction to what he's doing, right? So, we can't really ignore criticism. I don't think that's healthy. Because sometimes, somewhere in the midst of criticism is something good. Right? It's something that we can learn from. Take this point and become better. David did that. He listened to Nathan and knew he was wrong. And repented of his sin. His big sins, they weren't just little sins, his big sins. We have to be able to look at criticism in that way too. So I'm going to give you some tips, some help on this messy criticism that you have. Um, first of all, what is your, I want you to think about yourself again. What is your gut level response to criticism? Your immediate response. Is it 
anger, sadness, self-doubt, right? Rage. Think about those things. You know, there is um, there are people in our community that I think get criticized quite a bit um, just for being public figures and things like that. Um, but one person who I think handled it um, better than most people I've ever met is Martha Buckman. Do you all know who Martha Buckman is? Um, she was the director at the Good Samaritan Center for years. And so I asked Martha, like, what do you do when people criticize you and the good work that you're doing at Good Samaritan Center? Because she worked so hard in her life to, to bring this program about, to do all these wonderful things. And she said, you know, Laura, the thing that helped me the most is I started out as a hairdresser. And I was really good at listening because that was my job in the beginning, was listening. And a lot of times, these critics just want you to listen to them. So that's my first note to write this down, especially if you struggle with criticism, which is all of you, right? Listen carefully. Listen to what's being said. Stay calm. Count to 10 before you respond. This is excellent advice, especially if it's your spouse. Maybe count to 100. You can ask Jeremy that later. Process the information. Again, have you responded yet? You've, you listened. You're staying calm. You're processing. Have you responded? Nope. Learn what you can. What in here is true? What in here is helpful? What in here is something that I need, right? And then the last one is to pray about it. See, criticism, it attacks our, um, our self-worth, right? Like feeling that we're not good enough. And we already feel it. We already have that, a lot of us. And we're struggling anyway. So when somebody criticizes you, you take that on and then they think you're not worthy either. That's not really the truth, but that's how we feel, right? Now, not all criticism is created equal, okay? In the Bible, it talks about being sharpened. And sometimes criticism will make us sharper, to make us better. And sometimes criticism is meant to tear us down. And our job as that mature Christian is to what? Be able to distinguish. Distinguish the intent of the critique, right? Now, I gotta tell you, when um, I first came to this church four years ago, I'm turning my fifth year on church calendar, by the way, just want to let you know. Um, there were a lot of grumbling Israelites around. You know what I mean by that? Israelites in Genesis, they're in the wilderness, and they're like, oh, manna again from heaven. This is horrible. I want a steak, right? And so for six months, do you remember this? And I said, come bring me your complaints. They're like, mm, I want to hear them. Especially since I knew it wasn't my fault. Because I just got here, right? What's the best time to take complaints? When you know it's not you. I got to tell you. Little trick. So for six months, I heard it all. 
Y'all wrote it down. You told me. You shared with me. You bared your soul. And I listened. And then at the end of the six months, do you remember what I said? The complaint department is closed. I don't want any more complaints. Now, does that mean I didn't want critiques or criticism? No. It meant that the solutions department was officially open. 24-7. And it stands true to this day. If you have a complaint about the things that go on in this church, that's valid and that's important. But don't come to, with that complaint without trying to figure out a solution. That's your job. That's your role. That's what I'm asking of you. Because the world wants to tear us down and complain and complain and complain and complain. God wants us to solve these problems and to keep that focus on him. Are we supposed to be like the grumbling Israelites? Absolutely not. So then you also get to decide who gets to criticize you. Is it of value and is it of worth? And is it something that really you need to keep in mind? See, the truth is, the enemy, the devil, Satan, he comes to steal and to kill and to destroy and to destroy. And when he criticizes, and when things are not right, that's when he attacks. But as Christians, we have to understand that not only when we're being criticized, but when we criticize others, we could be tearing them down and destroying them. And we have to be careful how we respond to other people. Right? Now there is that destructive criticism that happens. We know that. But there is that destructive criticism criticism that happens from us. And you too, before you share your critique of what's happening to your spouse, to your friend, to your co-worker, to stop and think, don't go listen to the situation. Stay calm over it. Right? Pray about it. And then decide it's of value or worth. Often we say things in anger. Often we say things um, out of just not thinking. And we can tear other people down. So not only do you get torn down, but you can tear other people down. And that's what we have to be careful of. It's messy, this criticism, isn't it? And no matter what you do, anything of value that you do is going to be so my tools for you is to decide what kind of criticism you're going to take. So stop, listen. Hear what they have to say. Right? Pray about it. Decide if it's valid. And then you can respond. And sometimes that means just walking away when somebody's criticized you. Right? I heard one time a sermon preaching long today. I'm sorry. We'll get through it. I promise. I heard one time a sermon saying that you could be a critic, a complainer, or a champion. And uh, a, 
critic is somebody who all they do is critique how you've done, right? A complainer is a pretty easy one. Complainer. All they do is complain about what you've done, right? Or a champion is what? Somebody who wants you to be the best. And even though there might be a critique in there or a complaint in there, it's surrounded in love. So our job is to be that champion. That's our role as Christians. And be nice to each other especially in church, right? Because I got to tell you, people work so hard around here. All of the leaders do amazing things. You know, we have um, people here that show up every single Sunday, and they get the critics, they get the complainers just because they exist. trustees, you get what the complainers are like, don't you? Yep. Al Miller, 25 years. He wasn't so good. He tricked Jeff into taking it over. He had no idea. You do now. <laughs> and he's handled it really well. You know, our security team keeps us safe in the sanctuary. us from other Christians. We want to be a champion. So don't take it so personally when somebody critiques you or criticizes you. And then finally, I have this last little slide. <laughs> don't take criticism from someone you didn't get to like. And that is how I want to leave you today. Okay? Will you pray with me? Good and gracious God, we thank you so much for all that you've given us this day. Help us, Lord, to be that champion. Help us to support each other and build each other up. And where there is time to, to grow in what we're doing, help us to do that with grace and understanding. In your awesome name we pray. Amen. Sorry I preached so long, but they're going to sing, so you'll be fine, right? All right, will you stand with me as we sing here?
consider giving to our ministry and helping us continue the work of Jesus Christ by making a contribution. Go to esmethodist.com on your computer or smartphone and click on the Giving and Service tab. Addie like standing up this whole time with her cello and you're like poor Addie isn't Laura a jerk for making her 
understand, right? No, she wants to do that, and it's easier for her. Isn't that amazing? Just so you know, I don't think it seems easy to me. Um, <laughs> we love you, Addie. I told her, I was like, people are going to think I'm a jerk that make you stand the whole time, but she likes it. Um, go from here with peace and joy in Jesus Christ, and uh, be careful who you criticize, and be careful who you take criticism from. Go in peace. Bless you.